Hello and welcome to the Coolest Kids. I am one of your hosts, Terrence Wiggins, joined by your other host, Brock Wilbur. And today we are be, we we we. I was gonna say we will be, and we are going to be, and it became we'll we will we'll give we'll 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 be. I believe everyone understands what you meant by that. Yeah, we'll we'll be. You know those words that are in the English language. We're going to talk about He Is Legends, I Am Hollywood, uh, which is an album that I have listened to a thousand billion times, and I love it a whole lot. <laughs> I, and, I listened to it twice in the amount of time that I think it was supposed to take me to listen to it once. I, I, I actually replayed a number of songs. Uh, I was just like, <laughs> this is this is so good. I'm so happy with this choice. <laughs> We had we had a guest drop out last minute. We were like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" And and Terrence was like, "This." And I was one track in, and I was like, "This, this is that thing." <laughs> Just like the sound of me slapping a vein, like, "Oh, give me more of, of whatever <laughs> this is." <laughs> yeah, this album this album kicks off, and like, there's rarely an album where I don't skip a track, and this is one of those albums where I'm just like, every song is is good there's there's no track seven here there's no track eight there's no interludes right uh just every song is is very close to the same but all all different uh so it never like right loses momentum or gets boring you don't hit like a stretch of three like uh the makeup of this band includes this sort of uh what i've mentioned on the show is always great for me when there's a good mix of singing and screaming, but that the ratio on that can change song to song. So the first song is just like a, a blistering scream-a-thon with like some singing choruses, and then the next song is entirely singing, uh, and then the third one is sort of an even mix, and you're like, okay, okay, that keeps me on my toes. I'm not sure what kind right. of band you are entirely, and I like all of it. <laughs> the, the, the very first song on the album, uh, which I, I'm glad that the entire album was not made out of that song, I love the song, but I was like, this will be a lot today. Uh, right. That, that song is called The Seduction. And the very first thought I have, and I, I know it's going to, you'll bristle when you hear it. But uh, structurally and musically, I thought that this reminded me like right out of the gate of a Rob Zombie track. Because uh, it No, has, I can see that. It has this guitar riff that's a lot of like whammy hammer on, like wow, wow. And that, that riff sort of loops over the entire song. Uh, and then the lyrical makeup and sort of the chord progressions are, are based on this sort of like 1950s horror movie sort of system of tropes. And I was like, God, if he was singing Burn Through the Witches um, in my Dragula on top of it, it would fit, <laughs> even though this is such a better song. Uh, but like I was like, right. okay, so like emo emo Rob Zombie, I I am tell me more about your newsletter. <laughs> I want to know where this goes, and and it doesn't. It, there's not any other songs that uh, really get into that. But uh, I did have a breakdown. Uh, the second track, Eating a Book, which is I was listening to. I it, I I I heard it the first time, and I immediately went back to listen to it again. I was like, I think <laughs> I I love this song, and then I listened to it a third time because I realized. Uh, my college band did this song, like didn't do a cover of it. Me and my friend wrote a song that is structurally and chord progression wise exactly the same <laughs> as this. And the first time I was listening to it, I was like, well, it's not going to have this part where like the last part of it is just somebody shouting the same thing over and over again. And yet, dear reader, it did. Uh, and I was just like, I, I immediately like, scrambled to like Google, like, when did this come out? 
our version of it came out uh, in early 2004. This song was released in late 2004. So I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to call my friend and be like, hey, did you like rip this off from something? I, I know we co-wrote it, but like you could have been like, yeah, yeah, you know what you should do there? Just uh, shout the same thing over and over again on the way out. And I would be like, yeah, you know what? That's the part I wrote. Uh, so... I was, I was like, you know what, I don't talk much about the bands I've been in on this show, but I was like, I feel like I recorded this song, and I, I, I actually asked for an extra 10 minutes before it got started because I was scrambling to try and find the song. I'll have to find it when I'm home next time or something because obviously I don't travel with old albums of my band with me because I'm embarrassed by everything I've ever made and done. But like, I, I, it, it even has like the cut time signature sort of thing, but it is the same sort of like rock and roll progression that also sounds like it could have been with like a 1970s rock band like golden earring could have done this i don't know i just right. i loved this and it was such for that to be the second song on the album and for me to listen to it three times in a row is like okay so the standard here for the rest of the album the bar is fairly high uh and it meets <laughs> it uh how do you think this qualifies as a concept album it's yes kind of Yes, kind of. I, I am Hollywood, and it is very much... I, I mean, each song is, is very much based in, I guess, a different movie, or uh, like it, it, some of them are even, like, it, fucking annoying, like French New Wave films uh, and stuff like that. But also, <laughs> like, uh, the end of the first song mentions that your princess is in another castle. I'm like, okay, okay, so we've got, like... <laughs> it's it's got a very uh, Gatsby thing about it as as like our last album right. where it seems like each song is taken from a property and I do love that do you think it ties into something together or is it just sort of this fandom thing or so, or <laughs> so uh, I'm reading I'm reading about it right now and the the lead vocalist he said I'm Hollywood just mainly harps on the creepy side of the city that is acclaimed for making your dreams come true so it's like a bunch of different stories all combined into like it's like short stories but if it was songs instead of uh, words in a book you you know like a book would do wow <laughs> I, that sentence fell apart i was gonna expound on it more but i was just like no nah, it's I let's think, end it right here i think you said what you needed to say just in the worst way possible <laughs> i was just just uh, you know, you know, word word books that you buy at the library that sing and like a hymnal. You're you're at your find Barnes and Noble. <laughs> what is happening on your end today? I don't know. I have no idea. Everything. I'm I'm just thinking about Spider Man. Um, uh, we should let people know if if you're outside the gaming world, a Spider Man game came out that is the most pure and wholesome thing that has ever happened in video games but also uh it it is i i i think you'll agree with me it is actually addictive like i played one hour mm -hmm. of it and then i had to go do some stuff with my wife and i was actively a dick the entire time because i'm like i'm not <laughs> flying through a city and she's like what's going on i was like no i just i i, I already miss it and i barely met it, it it's like I got my first hit and then had to go to Dillard's. Uh, I was just like, no, I want more hits of whatever that is. Uh, it is, but also it is a game about being like just so nice. It is a game that I, I must have put it 11 hours in and I haven't even really touched the story because I just like flying around yeah. New York City, being nice to people, stopping crimes and, and you know, finding uh cool things to take pictures of like it's just it's it's the perfect spider-man 
video game, but it's also just feels good. And I can't remember the last time I played a game right. that felt good. Like you told me to buy Dead Cells, which I, I goddamn love as a game, but also it's a, a game mm. about dying and it reincarnating. Takes lot, it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> it does. It's it's kind yeah. of a brutalist experience. And this is just like, I'm Peter Parker. I like taking photos and being friends with people and doing high fives. You can actually high five people on the street and that gives you XP. Like it's just, you have a Twitter feed and a Spider-Man is extremely online. I don't know. Every every element is so well thought out and beautiful and fun and like it it, it actively makes you feel bad to not be playing it. So I'm surprised we're even recording this week. Right. Yeah. Uh, I almost when when you uh, all week when you were just like uh, we're trying to figure out when we we're going to record. Uh, I was just like I don't want to record. I'm play Spider Man. <laughs> this is an hour that I could be using elsewhere. And that my, hour could be playing Spider-Man. My week has been, uh, I, th- I don't think I've mentioned this to you, but like I was in L.A. for 10 years and I think that I've always had seasonal affective disorder, but there aren't seasons out there. So I'm mm-hmm. back here now and there are seasons and we're starting into fall uh, and my psyche is just <laughs> broken. Uh, we were at the lake last weekend with some friends and my wife found me sobbing uncontrollably and she was like, what's up? And I was like, Oh, I just remembered the C- the series finale of Parks and Rec. And then there was a pause and I was like, okay, so that doesn't sound great. That, you know, that's probably not a real thought there. That's just, okay, there's a lot of clouds right now and I've got to get that under control. And then all week long, uh, we were supposed to uh, be watching the uh, media uh, screeners of the new BoJack Horseman season. And normally what happens for me and my wife is that we get like a whole season of a show like two days before a thing is due. So we have to plow through all of like handmaid's tale in a night. Uh, and then you're just right. like, crushed. So we were like, Oh, thank God we've got a week with Bojack Horseman. But the thing with Netflix media site is that, uh, for some reason, because of like the, the security things that they had in place, it wouldn't play on any device or on any browser except for on my wife's small cell phone. <laughs> and we were like, are we going to gather around all week? to break this up finally and just watch an episode or two at a time on a cell phone that we share between the two of us. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, we'll just, it'll come out on Friday and we'll watch it. So we watched all 12 episodes in one sitting yesterday mm-hmm. uh, so that we can do our work. But also that's 12 episodes of BoJack Horseman in a sitting. Uh, and like this morning we got up and I was like, I don't think I can get out of bed. And she was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm upright right now. Like, it's just a, I'm thankful that we have the podcast sometimes because I'm like, I just wouldn't do this day. I would just skip this entire day. <laughs> like, I would come no, downstairs I'm, I'm for Spider-Man maybe, but like that shower was not going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, I, I it's. I am so happy that this is what we wound up talking about today and listening to because this album is so fun. And this feels like uh, it is such a tricky thing that we hit sometimes on this show where we have an emo album that this is just steeped in feelings and some darkness and stuff. But it is overwhelmingly fun. Like I every track on here is is fun, even when it's trying to be like your dreams are a curse that sucks you dry like a vampire Waka Waka, like it, then, then there's a fun dancey beat and they're like, yeah, dance, bitch. And you're like, OK, where did where did that part come from? But sure, like, yeah, I'll dance, bitch. That sounds fine. Uh, 
it's it's it is an incredible thing that some emo music hits just right where you're like this is fun and i feel like very few of the albums that we've talked about do it right like it maybe we we should call it like the jimmy Eat world syndrome or something no you know they don't work because so many of theirs also make me feel like i'm gonna cry like this is just a really sad album that's really fun to listen to and i i'm always impressed by the musicianship that can hit that right <laughs> mm-hmm yeah you've listened I'm to this listen- album I'm, I'm just listening to you because like i've I've heard this album, like I said, a lot, um, and I messaged you. Uh, I was just like, the album before this is good. It's an EP, but uh, it's good. And then after this, they made an album, and it's not good. Is that the end of the band? Is that just no? They kept they kept going. Um, I've listened to stuff after that, and it like it's it's fine. It's not this though. Like it's not as good as this is. Um. And, uh, it's when I, when this, when this album came out, like I immediately like fell in love with this album. Like it's, it's great. Uh, and then they were like, where they're playing, they opened for like under oath or something like that. that I saw. And, uh, it was the day that album came out, suck out the poison. That was the day I saw them play. And, uh, <laughs> They played that the entirety of that album, didn't play any of their older stuff, and okay. it was the most disappointed I've ever been at any show. Like, oh my and God, like that that, that album isn't that album isn't good, and so you had they they had this guy come out like dressed in like this this like like a seventies car dealer or a game show host, and he came out <laughs> and he recited he recited the lyrics to "I Am Hollywood." And we okay. were just like, oh, cool. They're probably going to like everyone was just like getting excited. Let's like they're going to do the song first. And then they didn't. They just played the new album. And he talked about aliens and. <sighs> I bought a shirt that show and I wanted to <laughs> take it back. Have you ever have you ever bought merch in another show uh, and then just been wildly let down by the band, or is that your your one? <laughs> I think that might be my one. Because I, I I haven't bought a lot of I I I was very poor, uh, so <laughs> like my brother mostly bought tickets and everything, uh, so I never bought like merch or anything. Um, but the, that was like the time where I was so let down. Because like I like you said, like the first the first out track you hear off this album, you're just like, I'm already in. Yeah. And that's what it was like. And then I finally saw them play and it was it was just not it was not good and it just like soured my experience. Like it took me like when did that they had they had an album come out in two thousand nine and I listened to that like once and it it wasn't as bad as Suck Out the Poison, but it just wasn't was really far away from I am Hollywood and I was just like I don't I can't do this. <laughs> uh I tomorrow night I'm taking 12 friends to see Beck in Kansas City because concert tickets out here cost nothing and Beck has been my all-time favorite like musician. I was like that's a good birthday. We'll all go go do that and have some drinks. Uh but Beck has also given me overwhelmingly all of my worst concerts and all of my best concerts. So it's just a real roll of the dice in the middle there. 
Uh, and Beck mm-hmm. often gets people talk about like, oh, he grew up in, in Los Feliz and he like, you know, was a leaf blower professionally for a year and just this fucking bum around. But also people don't talk about that his dad runs the L.A. Philharmonic. So he grew up in a house where all the most famous musicians in the world were constantly coming through. He was fine. Uh, but <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, they did at the Hollywood Bowl Beck with the L.A. Philharmonic led by his dad. Uh, and Beck went out on stage and I can't tell if it was a fuck you dad thing or a drugs thing, but he just didn't remember a word to any of his own songs for the entire night. And I was just like, I do not understand how bad the thing is that I am seeing. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I was like, you put an iPad in front of you, man, with the words, like have somebody run out there and scribble something down, uh, You've been doing loser for 27 years now. You you must know the words. Like uh <laughs> So like I I I actually bought four tickets for this show and then like 2 weeks later I was like, you know what? It won't be that bad. And bought four more tickets and then like the other night was like, there's no way it's going to be that bad and bought four more and it's definitely now going to be like just like a like he's like totally checked out for Kansas City and all my friends who've never seen him will be like, "Well, that was kind of fun and i'll be like shut up it's bad like i i know i'm prepped for it (laughs) but didn't you like it when the voids opened the voids were here it was fun the voids is the new band from the guy from the strokes and they're opening Uh and i'm i i've become significantly more excited to see them over the last few weeks i'm like well they have a lot to prove they'll at least come to play I'm just I'm trying to think of like bad concert experience I've been to and I can't think of a lot that like where the main band came on and I'm just like man this absolutely this sucks like even that he, he is legend uh show <laughs> I went to they they weren't the opening band so I wasn't too like the rest of the show was good um, I, I have, I've had similar experiences like that one where I'm like the band that I'm seeing who I think I know a number of their songs just winds up playing like their newest album or something and you're just like I did not know anything that you played and it was all right bad or different uh <laughs> right like it's not it's uh like i'm not opposed to a band playing a few new songs like i went and saw a friend's band and they they got like a pretty sizable following uh the last bison and they uh they played like four of their new songs uh well they played like old stuff that they had retooled and everything uh to fit with their new sound and like that was really cool because like it was songs that you still knew but then you got to hear new stuff but when a band just plays new stuff, it's like, one, this is the wrong context to hear new stuff because you are not like it's not concerts are weird to enjoy new things at because you can't hear everything like it's very loud, especially for music like this. Like it's not. It's not like a, a comedian or something. Like right. if like, if you go to a if you go to a comedy show and a comedian makes a new joke, you're just like, oh, I can enjoy this joke here because it's only the comedian. I can hear everything he's saying. But when you hear a new song, just like blast it at your face. Like he's like, man, I can't hear everything in this song, and I don't know if this sounds good or if it's just the venue or whatever. I, I I I got to experience that in comedy for the first time, seeing like Jim Gaffigan in like 2008, where people were, this he'd already done the special that it recorded this maybe a year and a half earlier, and people were mm-hmm. still in the crowd shouting Hot Pocket, 
And I was just like, oh, oh yeah. you're fucking life, man. And he was doing other bits from that thing, and he was definitely going to do Hot Pocket as a closer right. or something, but people just taking care of business Couldn't. to Bachman Turnover Tribe, just like, do the hits. <laughs> and I was like, it's so weird when you've reached that place in comedy that people want you to do talky word bits that they've already <laughs> memorized. Like, it's not the same as, as seeing the, the band do it, which is so goddamn right. weird. <laughs> Right, yeah. I went to uh, I went and saw Doug Benson uh, perform, and he was funny. Like, but he did a lot of the jokes that I'd heard before. So I was hoping for like I think he had just I had an album come out, so it was just like a bunch of stuff I had heard before. This was ten years ago at this uh, point, um, and like it, it was still funny, but it was just like, yeah. But I'd seen that stuff before. It is annoying when comedians don't burn material after recording. That's why I always do it. I'm like, none of those jokes ever get performed again. Uh, right. And so it's always weird for me when I see bigger people doing stuff. It's like, oh, you don't you don't want to do the work right now, do you? And that's that's OK. The 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 song version of it is uh, have you ever seen the, the Radiohead documentary Meeting People is Easy? No, it, I, I figured that was a no. Uh, it's <laughs> it's an incredible documentary. Sometime when we hang out, we'll watch it and you'll you'll actually enjoy it, even if you don't like Radiohead. Okay. Uh, it it follows them on their OK Computer tour uh, when they suddenly become the biggest band in the world. Uh, and it's just about how miserable it is to be that level of successful because they're traveling the world, but they don't get to see the world. They're just constantly uh, in like photo shoots and stuff. And there's one point where like Tom York uh, for the photo shoot is just shoves his head into a Xerox machine. And that sort mm-hmm. of sets the visual tone for how the entire film is. It's just constant flashing lights and people being tired. Uh, and, and there is one point where he tries to get into his own after party and he's not on the list. And the bouncer shoves him away and calls him a creep. And you're like, but that's the guy who wrote creep. Oh, that's such a fucking good joke. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, there is something in that where uh, they learned from uh, they'd been opening for R.E.M. before that. And R.E.M. had taught them, like, you have to be writing new songs on the road, but you absolutely cannot play them in your show. You have to do them at soundcheck. So a lot of the documentary is showing them trying to write new songs at soundcheck before their shows. But, like, knowing that, like, if we tried to play this tonight, everyone would hate us because it's new. Right. Uh, And it's like, okay, so, like, they have that place. And, like, I guess comedians have, like, I don't know what you do, like the open mic or the alt club earlier in the night that you don't let anybody know that you're showing up to. Like you do need a place to test things. Uh, but some people reach a point where you're like, no, if you try to test this tonight, the audience will turn on you and destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there's nothing wrong with playing a new song here or there, but <sighs> it's like, it's like if you went to your favorite restaurant and you had a meal there like not every time but like almost every time you went there you're just like i'm gonna get this and then you go to that restaurant and they just make something completely new like and it's not good and you're just like like the the menu has completely changed you're just like what happened like (laughs) i came here for this thing that i like and it's not here Or like, or like when you, uh, when you're waiting for like the sequel to a video game and it's like one of your favorite games and then like you play it and it's just like, man, this is not, this is not what I wanted. This but is, Kingdom I mean, Hearts it kind is going to be fine. It's going to be a fine game. 
Oh, I'm not talking about that. Uh, <laughs> you're you're fairly confident that that's going to be okay. I'm very I'm very confident in that. Um, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of a game that like oh uh, Crackdown Two. Like I really enjoyed the first Crackdown, and then Crackdown Two came out, and it was pretty much the same except for they put zombies in it. Yep. And I think about that with some frequency. It, I, I love that you use that as an example. And it's just like, man, you didn't, there's, you went back and you did it wrong. <laughs> like, like you, you were just like, oh, the, the guy who you found out was a villain at the end, he's actually, you have to work with him now because zombies are here. And you're just like, this is, the fuck are you talking about? I, I completely f- forgot that there was even a plot. I remember that the first one was like, you're mad at gangs. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole the whole first one is just like fight against these gangs because they're terrorizing the city, and then you get to the end of the game, and your uh, your boss or whatever the whole time is just like actually we put those gangs uh, in power because we wanted you to take them out so people would trust us trust us to run the city, and so we could do whatever we want now. And then Holy you get to shit, the second game, it's just like <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually a pretty wild twist for a, for like a. 360 launch game uh and then the second was just like i'm still bad but you gotta work with me because now there's zombies and you're just like what (laughs) also they use the exact same map it was sort of that saints row three to four thing but four is such a brilliant game and (laughs) right yeah like with four like you get superpowers and there's like new stuff in the city to do right it's kind of like uh like the yakuza games that relatively take place in the same place but there's like new events and like stuff you could do a new story and there wasn't enough story in crackdown 2 i mean there wasn't basically any story in crackdown 1 but there was nothing in 2 to make it any better than 1 was have you seen people trying to play the new Deep Eyes game? I don't know what you're talking about. Deep Eyes is like a, a new Yakuza game that's like sort of a law and order type thing. Like it's just about. Like oh, uh, Project Judge. Yeah. Uh, so like uh, people are playing it. Uh, it's only out in Japan. So a lot of people in the West, especially games journalists, are playing it using uh, Google uh image translate to try and translate every line of dialogue on the screen to make uh-huh. it through a dialogue based game and i'm just like your dedication to like whatever you're being paid is definitely not enough like that's, that's right. so insane to me like it, it would be like trying to translate i don't know I, there's no better metaphor there's no better example like translating a video game frame by frame is the most insane thing but the fact that we also live in a time where that's a plausible way to do things is like, oh, we're kind of in the future. I forget that sometimes. Right. Like we're here. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, like uh, when we're talking about Spider-Man, like being in the future, like I was just like, this Spider-Man game couldn't have existed five years ago. Like it, it's it's so big. And stuff is constantly happening, and I've rarely run into a problem. Like, there's been, like, some weird animation stuff every once in a while, but most of all, like, you can tell this game was expensive, and and it's using the tech that it was built for. I'm it's happy like- that we're alive right now in, in a couple of ways for, like, entertainment and distraction, and everything else is just on fucking fire constantly. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing. It's like, oh... It, is video games getting good enough to be alive during the Trump administration? At what point does stuff cancel out that you're like, you know what? I can still just be alive and, and think that my life is, right. is, is kind of okay. 
I think I think if no one was actively fighting back against the bad stuff, then video games wouldn't be good enough to to uh, compensate for. That's but fair. there's constantly people who being like who are like pushing back, but like no, we're tired of your bullshit. And 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 let us say for anyone that's not going to play uh, the Spider Man game, uh, J. Jonah Jameson, instead of asking for pictures of Spider Man. Uh, has become the Alex Jones conspiracy radio show host of the yes. city in this. Uh, and like everything he's doing constantly is embarrassing. Uh, like yes. at one point he has a woman on and he's like, this woman's husband was kidnapped by Spider-Man. And she gets on. She's like, no, no, no. My my husband was kidnapped and Spider-Man saved him. And she, and he, J. Jonah Jameson's like, what if he just set it up so he would look good? And she's like, that seems awfully yeah. convoluted. Uh, and then J. Jonah Jameson fires his intern, but then rehires his intern because he doesn't have an intern. Uh, and it feels it feels like an Alex Jones segment in such a right. realistic way that sometimes I'm like, this isn't funny because they just put Alex Jones in the game. And other times, right. I'm like, yeah, this is wildly good. <laughs> yeah. I, I there was there was a few times where I had to skip it because I was like this is too real like I can't I can't deal with this and, right now and the game I'm, itself getting, even I'm getting legitimately a, angry. The game even gives you a button to unsubscribe from his show, and I was like, you you know how positive you're trying to be. You're like, here's a funny joke, <laughs> but like if there was like a, a Trump stand-in in the game, if Fisk was Trump, uh, we right. would give you the option to not hear his blathering because uh, we right. want everyone to have a nice time. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's a it's a very good video game. Uh, so this we should this probably album. talk about this album some more. Um, I this album is it's very good. Like it's it's weird because it's it's this uh like this hardcore metal like southern rock album. Like it has very very light touches of like southern rock in there, and. Uh, Yes, yes, and that's when some you of the try Rob to, Zombie influence, I think. Right, when you try to describe it to somebody, you're just like, oh, I don't want to hear that at all. And they're just like, oh, but there's also, like, literary and film references, and uh, it on paper, this sounds like not an album that anyone would want to listen to. It's oh, it's, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's smart, a, but it's you a, could understand that some college student put this together, and you're like, okay, Greg, like, <laughs> I understand that you've seen a film 101 French New Wave class, like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Right. <laughs> right. It's not, it's never uh, insufferable. It's smart and it's just all layered and textured and there's little bells right. and whistles that you're like, Oh, I, I get what that's doing. It's fine. <laughs> and an, another thing I like about this album is that he, when he screams, it's intelligible. Like I yes. feel like a lot of bands don't have that. Uh, like you can understand what he's saying, which I'm just like, whatever, whoever trained you or whoever is, uh, whoever is doing the mixing on this album is, uh, uh, did a great job. So, yeah, that, that does deserve credit. Like I, I understood every word of it and that's <laughs> sometimes when they get scream, uh, and especially if you're not a very good screamer, they just throw enough distortion on that. You're like, I don't know. That was a sound, uh, <laughs> There's just, there's just a wolf in the band. What's that wolf saying? Oh, just wolf sounds. That's fine. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, you this got anything is, else? To this talk is about great. I just album? I just really enjoyed it. Like it's it's textured and interesting, and it, it is amazing how many bands that we have covered recently, especially recently, uh, are these rock bands that are doing very metal and classic rock influenced stuff. And how often it becomes dancey 
which is so strange yeah. to me. Uh, it's like uh, this around track four or five. It hits a streak here where there's a lot of songs that are just very funky and like, uh, or at least have uh, whole sections that just. Uh, feel like somebody tried to make it dancey and in dancey in a different way than like a Thursday thing where like, here's a bunch of breakdowns and here's where you shadow thing. Like actually like commercially viable like dance sort of stuff. Uh, and I was like, this is, this is just so fun. Uh, and and right. it also allowed me to like, to fall into a thing where like, I didn't notice when the album looped at one point until we wound up back at eat the book. And I was like, Oh, I know this song. Cause I listened to it a bunch already. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I was just having so much fun with it that I, I stopped even reading the genius lyric pages and was just like, I just like being in this, in this feeling, uh, which there's not a lot of albums that we do here that I get into that where I'm like, the fuck it. I just want to enjoy this, uh, and not try to break it apart or, or, or look at the meanings on anything. It was like, this is just fun and good. So that's my highest recommendation. I think I can give like, throw this album on, find a copy somewhere. It's really good. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's I'm pretty sure it's streaming everywhere that yeah <laughs> has streaming music, um. So you should you should definitely check it out. Um, yeah, this is a this is a high recommendation for me and obviously from Terrence based on his trillion yeah. listens. Yes. Uh, also, they have an EP nine hundred two one zero, um, which came out the same year as this. Um, so it might be like a prequel, I guess. Um, but they have a song called either, what is it? Either they decorated for Christmas or everyone's dead or something like that. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hold on. I'm going to find that. I'm going to find that. Oh, well, I'm going to find it. Um, no, oh, no, it's nine one zero two five, uh, is the name of the, is the name of the album. Um, which I clicked on and, and it just looped me back around to their Wikipedia page. So you can. You can find that for yourself if you want to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, listen to that album. That album's good. It's almost, I would say listen to that one first and then listen to this one so you can kind of see uh, the uh, evolution of their sound. Like the first one d- sounds like them and then they kind of elaborate on it and, and it becomes better. And then uh, just don't, just don't after that. Don't, uh, don't even, don't even after that. We should all decide the point at which uh, some band's narrative is over and then just start letting people know when that is. Hey, guess what? Post 2006, poof, like a ghost. (laughs) Nothing there. Dust. Don't, 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 just don't even pretend like they made that album. Uh, uh, So, you got anything else for us, bro? Uh, I am fantastic. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Brock Wilbur uh, doing writing things. Uh, at significantly less places all of a sudden because this uh, industry is uh, a living hell. Uh, Ready, yes. set, slash, Zam that b- uh, both of us wrote at is going under. Oh, yes. uh, back up your pieces as PDFs because the site is actually going away. Uh, well, I've, I have one piece and it's saved somewhere. Good, already, okay. So. Uh, which is um, a, a loss. But anyway, uh, yeah. Doing things, writing things. Uh, it is my birthday, and I, oh, I love it. Oh, is today your birthday? Uh, Tuesday no, is, but... Uh, Tuesday is your birthday. I was about to say, I was like, I haven't got a Facebook alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we did my party on, on Friday night, and uh, I, I spent way too much of it uh, switching records too quickly. At one point, my wife was like... Hey, we just listened to one side of one disc of that Janelle Monet thing. And I was like, <laughs> I had three others I had to get to. I'm sorry. I just, uh, 
There's a lot of stuff I want to hear tonight. It's my birthday. And she's like, okay. It's my birthday. <laughs> we're we're going to listen to some stuff that no one else wants to listen to. And there are children here. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you also have two podcasts. Um, three podcasts. Uh, Carrying into the Void, Missouri Loves Company, and Less Than Silent Hill. Did I get all those right? You got them all right. I got them all right. And You're I've such got a good pal. Podcast. <laughs> I've got another podcast called Whatever We Call It, which you can listen to. Uh, and then you can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Black Nerd and also at the Black Nerd on Twitter. Uh, 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 um, so happy to be your friend. Good to talk to you today. <laughs> what a fun time. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's it. Uh, rate and review the show on iTunes. Our recommendation uh, isn't even to listen to this album; it's just to play Spider Man. Yeah, me, get us listen, more photos of Spider Man. <laughs> do <laughs> get me pictures of Spider Man. Uh, listen to Spider Man play this album <laughs> at the same time. Uh, it's a future. Do live weird, your life deep how you cut want that to. Would be. <laughs> uh, anyway. We are the coolest kids, and we take what we can get. Thank you guys so much for listening. (laughs) All right, see you next time.